Scream, the horror movie podcast, where I, your host, Egraine, chats with a special guest every week about horror films. And we discuss two films that have to do with a certain subject that I have previously randomly chosen. So this week, the subject is carnival. Um, so either a film that has a carnival fi- uh, scene in it or uh, a film that revolves around a carnival. So my special guest is Britacular, and together we are talking about 2013's Texas Chainsaw 3D, directed by John Lusenhop, which is quite, um, I guess, on the nose because the game is being released this week, I believe. Um, I am not big into video games. I still haven't finished Until Dawn. But I, I wouldn't mind trying out the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Um, so if anyone plays it, please let me know how it is. Uh, and the second film we are talking about is Freaks from 1932, directed by Todd Browning. So enjoy my chat here with Britacular about carnivals. So I would like to welcome to What a Scream, Britacular. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> No bother. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell listeners what you do and who you are? Sure. Um, I call myself a black girl horror gamer. I exclusively play horror games on my YouTube channel, but like my first foray into horror was movies growing up, all the slashers, Michael, Jason, and all that, Chucky. And I don't know, I just kind of felt like recently horror movies weren't good to me anymore or just my attention span was really bad so then I started horror gaming and it was like huh it's kind of like I'm in the movie myself I'm in control and I definitely prefer that a little more you know I'm always on my phone laptop and all that so I like playing Resident Evil I like playing indie horror games I like being scared (laughs) that's pretty much it yeah I so I'm gonna admit something here so I I love horror films and I'm that kind of person that will watch like the scariest, most effed up thing ever and it just does not bother me. But horror games scare the crap out of me. What? Like really? Yeah. So like I just I just think it's that I don't know what it perhaps because it is so immersive that mm. you're just like you're there and then there's things like jumping out of you and I'm like, holy crap, like I it makes me sound like such a wuss, but until dawn scares me. <laughs> Like oh, I'm you're good. <laughs> jumping constantly at that game. Oh, the Wendigos. I had no idea they existed until I saw a gameplay of that. And it's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, I would really like to get more into it. Um, I think another game I was I I tried was Little Nightmare. Um, mm, oh yeah. That's very dark, like visually, as in I cannot see a fucking thing that's going <laughs> on. So yeah. I found that one really difficult. Um but yeah, so how did you get into horror? And do you remember what the first horror film was you ever saw? Um, I don't remember the first, but I know growing up, my older sisters, they loved horror movies. So it was just kind of like, I want to be cool and I want them to like <laughs> like me because I'm the youngest. So yeah. I would sit through Chucky, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that stuff, terrified, but pretending oh. like, oh, you know, it's just it's just a movie, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah there's always that kind of like everyone always well most people always have like an older 
older person in their life uh, which is a really nice kind of like tradition in horror mm-hmm. um I was that older person for my little sister I introduced Aww. her to the evil dead when she was like 10 or 11 <laughs> oh I've only seen the first one and then evil dead rise what did you think just a complete side note what did you think of evil dead rise I really liked it my friends bullied me into it because I was <laughs> like I saw the first one I wasn't like I wouldn't say I wasn't impressed. It was just the body horror of it. Like that makes me cringe. And to know that I'm going to see that in theaters, like the updated lore and story, it was, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's uh, get onto our subject. So I picked out circus slash carnival, um, which is quite a broad, we're going quite broad with it. Um, The films don't necessarily have to revolve around it as long as it has a carnival scene. But what is your opinion of the use of carnivals or circuses in horror? Do you think they're quite um, scary places? I think they can be. I think when you're, you know, I used to be excited to do the carnival every fall. So to have that context where there's like a maniac or a killer or death and murder around you, it's kind of like, huh, you feel safe, but you're not safe. I think it's something they could do a little better with. Yeah, I was terrified of the circus when I was a kid because I hated clowns. Oh, yeah, they just I, I still don't trust clowns. Uh, <laughs> I, I really, love clowns. Honestly, really? they don't freak me out at all unless it's Pennywise. That's the one. Yeah, I can't deal with him. No, see, I love horror movie clowns, like absolutely adore horror movie, but real clowns. I just I'm like, no, I can't trust you. There's something wrong oh, with wow. you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like places like the circus would really freak me out. Um, so I, I do quite like horrors that kind of have that setting um, and can understand why they, they are quite ideal. Um, so let's kick off then with your choice of film. Would you like to introduce it and give us a brief synopsis, please? Oh, sure. Um, I'll be talking about Texas Chainsaw 3D, specifically the carnival scene. The beast in me. Did you know anything about this place? Just the address. It's caged by frail and fragile bars. Wow. Restless by day and by night, rants and rages. Look like Granny likes to play a little pool. What exactly did Granny do for a living? I have no idea. I just learned about her yesterday. The beast in me. God help the beast in me. Um, basically the main character was adopted never really knew her family and it just so happens she's actually a Sawyer so she's Leatherface's cousin and she finds that out by going to Texas and of course he murders her friends because why not and there's this corrupt cop and his son trying to get to her because they actually you know were beefing with the Sawyer family and caused some of their deaths and there's a lot going on in the movie but it's kind of like a lot could have been done better Um, I kind of felt like uh, I don't know if you want me to like give away the ending or not. Yeah, just, yeah, we do spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Well, basically, she finds out that Leatherface is her cousin, and she just is okay with him killing people at the <laughs> end. And it's like, huh? You just spent the movie running from him. He's killed your friends, 
you had the whole carnival scene where you're running from him you're jumping on a ferris wheel to escape him but oh that's my cousin do your thing she throws the <laughs> chainsaw at him it's like do your thing cuz and I just sat there with my jaw on the floor <laughs> like I don't know if my cousin was a murderer that I would just be okay with it because I get a house out of the deal <laughs> yeah it is really strange isn't it like <laughs> I like I I think I saw this at the cinema when it first came out and then the other day when I was like preparing for this podcast was the second time I've ever watched it and yeah it just came across that like he's horribly murdered or I mean granted Mm -hmm. her friends weren't the nicest of people oh no (laughs) but like he murders all of them and he murder like tries to murder her and terrorizes her and then she's kind of like at the same time she's got this um cop and his dad chasing after her as well she's like what's the lesser of two evils yeah and then it's like well I guess family means more to me than anything else so have at them and it's just it's so throwaway it's hilarious yeah family I never knew until this moment (laughs) it's very um look there's my cousin wearing the skin mask of someone (laughs) like it's just yeah yeah do your thing you can just you know be in the basement I'll take the upstairs (laughs) yeah it is a little bit silly um it is kind of almost like a direct sequel isn't it because it opens it shows all these flashbacks to the original film Mm -hmm. and then it opens on this cop who finds out what Leatherface has done and you know goes to confront the Sawyer family and that's when all these kind of like rednecks come and (laughs) attack them and burn the house down so what did you think of it as a direct sequel to the original uh, I kind of felt like it was a forced sequel. Like I just didn't really, it just kind of felt like a movie that they were doing just to do a Texas, you know, chainsaw movie. Yeah. Like the main character, the fact that she just like, yeah, okay, cousin, you're killing people. Great. My friends are dead. Great. It's like, they just were trying to wrap the movie up. <laughs> it felt <laughs> like, like, okay, we got to do something here to let people know she knows that's her cousin. And I don't know. I felt like there could have been a bit more. Yeah, it didn't really feel like a sequel all that much, apart from like, oh, we'll show a few clips in the beginning. Um, and she's like the adopted person who yeah. finds out and then it's 3D and it's like, oh, 3D is always a gimmick to me. <laughs> yeah. Especially like in that era, that was when 3D first started coming like a really kind of big thing in the cinema. And it was just like, what can we make 3D? And we had stuff like, I think Bloody Valentine was another Ugh. 3D thing at the time. <laughs> and it's just, it just got really ridiculous. So yeah, this definitely felt like they were like, okay, we've got to bring out a 3D horror film what will we do? You know what? A chainsaw looks good in 3D. (laughs) Yeah, they just throw it at the screen. It's like, okay, okay. (laughs) Um, I will give it, though. It has a... um, uh, What's her name? Marilyn Burns, who played the original Sally. She plays her grandmother in it, in this one. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's cool. Yeah, a little bit of a pop quiz there for you. But yeah, (laughs) it just... I don't know I just felt like it really lacked the originals what makes the original so good and it was really just kind of buying into like how much gore can we get into this and yeah it just you know what it's like it's an okay entry into the franchise but it really wasn't needed yeah like a filler movie yeah definitely um but it does have the carnival scene and you know what it although you think like 
if she's trying to escape and she goes on the ferris wheel it's like well where yeah. do you go from there what was your plan <laughs> her arm strength that day was just amazing <laughs> i know i know um so do you reckon you'd recommend this film to horror fans Ooh, I think it depends on the type of horror fan you are. Yeah. I'm realizing some people are really like particular and they're just like, nope, that's not true horror. It's not good. Don't talk about yeah. it kind of people. Um, luckily, my friends and husband, they're like open minded. So they kind of like, quote unquote, bad horror movies. And I've definitely yeah. made them watch this. So uh, for those people who are like open minded, like eh, horror comedy, cool, I'll sit through it. Yes. But if you're one of those like kind of holier than thou types, nah, you might want to just bypass this. Yeah. Um, yeah I guess if someone was doing a franchise watch I'd be like yeah okay like you might as well watch it just to I don't know like perhaps they were trying to bring Texas Chainsaw into the into like the modern era but I just Mm. I I don't think it worked the same way I don't think it worked with the the last Texas Chainsaw Massacre either that they did Um, the most recent yeah oof Mm. (laughs) (laughs) it just doesn't seem to be a franchise that works well recently Mm -hmm. like when we compare it to things like the evil dead i think the evil dead's doing really well to kind of transform it from like an 80s franchise into a modern franchise whereas Mm -hmm. this i just don't think it works quite as well yeah i feel like when you take him out of the house it just kind of ruins Mm. the core of it because it's about a family it's not just him and a chainsaw that's right and like his family is just as monstrous as him and obviously the 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 main character in this heather she's not monstrous and she doesn't have that same you know thing about her yeah that would have been cool if they had kind of like hinted or shown like a bloodlust in her kind of that she was fighting against or something like that yeah and i just felt the end was a bit like you know would you really want to be locked up in a house with Leatherface at the end like would you really put up with that (laughs) yeah he just tried to kill you I mean (laughs) (laughs) yes um so let's chat about then my uh choice of film which is quite a controversial one um I don't know if you knew much about the lore around it but it's quite a controversial film it is um 1932's Freaks we didn't lie to you folks We told you we had living, breathing monstrosities. You laughed at them, shuddered at them, and yet, but for the accident of birth, you might be even as they are. They did not ask to be brought into the world, but into the world they came. Their code is a law unto themselves. Offend one, and you offend them all. And now, folks, if you'll just step this way, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Directed by Todd Browning, and it's centers on a carnival sideshow troupe and there is a trapeze artist named Cleopatra who is having an affair with the strong man and together they come up with this plan to um 
exploit uh, one of the the SciShow members called Hans who has dwarfism and she wants to seduce him and then murder him and take his money. Um, But once Hans comes to realize this himself and the other uh, members of the SciShow turn on Cleopatra and murder her and her strongman lover um so what did you think of freaks i had never heard of it honestly until you said that was your film so then i looked it up and i saw the 1932 and i was like hmm, i've never seen like a horror movie like from that era so my mm-hmm. husband and i watched it and we were pleasantly surprised by how good it was because i like karmic tales of people being yeah. bad and getting their just desserts and this was exactly that and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of um, controversy, as I said, mainly mm-hmm. because of its portrayal of people with disabilities or, you know, people that are outside what is considered the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about that aspect of it? Honestly, I thought it was a good thing that they got like actual people who, you know, like instead of having like, you know, effects and having. Yeah people pretending I feel like that would have been more exploitative yeah like, oh we can just have effects and dress them a certain way to pretend to be you and not give the real people a job opportunity so yeah. I did actually have the opposite of I didn't I mean I didn't think it was exploitative to have like real you know people with those situations yeah. acting yeah and I definitely think like I know a lot of people are like well the film's called freaks and you're like yeah but mm-hmm. it's because of how they are perceived by someone like Cleopatra who is you know, considered, I'm doing air quotations, but considered the norm um, Mm. and how she views them when in fact it is her who is the monster in this film. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not the the members of the sideshow. It is her because she is so selfish and murderous. Um, And yeah, I really like that they kind of flipped that and was like, no, it's actually her, which we see a lot of in horror. A lot of the time, it's not actually the monster who is the monster. It is like the wider society um, Mm. that they are brought up. And so I I really like that depiction of it. Yeah, I love the solidarity between everybody. Like regardless of what they were going through, they had the birth scene, like it showed that they had lives, they were getting married, falling in love. Yeah, that yeah, that was another thing that they were fully realized characters. It wasn't like look at this person and mm-hmm. their, you know, what makes them a sideshow performer. It was like, you know, we had the conjoined twins and they've each got love lives and um one of the the clowns is is with one of the twins and it's just, you know, and the the two um characters with dwarfism Hans and his um his first fiance Frida they're fully realized characters mm-hmm. and even the you know there's another I think he's a clown um and he's really nice to them like he's not horrible to them he you know treats them as his equal and he's very um respectful of them and it's just this really nice family unit within these performers mm-hmm. it almost came across like uh Cleo and Hercules were like the outsiders yeah yeah I, I kind of like that yeah especially because they have their little like ceremony don't they where they were <laughs> like oh we're gonna accept her despite like you know she's kind of an outsider but we will accept her because she's one of us um and that that's when she kind of turns and she's really horrible to Hans about it 
um, and that kind of shows her monstrous side as well. Um, apparently when it's really fun because this film was all about you know that kind of depicting these people who people have a, a perception about but when they were actually filming this the people who were also on the studio lots complained about them because oh, of the wow. way they looked yeah isn't that terrible that is awful their actors are human <laughs> yeah I know yeah oh, like wow. terrible time in the 30s <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um but yes, yeah, so a lot has been said that it's not actually a horror film. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think it is a horror film? Ooh, um, that is a really good question. Um, honestly, when I went into it and I saw that it was horror, I expected like body horror, like yeah, a murderous scene, like the brutal revenge was like hyped up, and it was kind of like a blink and you miss it ending type scene for yeah. me. But I guess in a way it could be like the horrors of discrimination and ableism yeah. in a way. It doesn't always have to be like somebody being beheaded or a chainsaw yeah. holding maniac to be a horror movie. Yeah, definitely. Like it it definitely has its, you know, horrifying moments. But yeah, I definitely go with more its lens is a horrifying one and what it's mm-hmm. kind of trying to portray is more more horrifying. Um so I don't know what version you saw, but there's actually two endings. Um, yes, yeah, so there's the one where Cleopatra is seen to be feathered and tarred um, and Hercules is killed. And then there's another one where Frida goes to visit Hans and Hans is in his mansion and he feels really guilty and he blames himself for everything. And she's like, no, it's fine. Like, you're okay. Um so why do you think they did these two different endings? Ooh, it could have been, because I think I heard something about that what happens to Hercules was lost, like in a fire. Yeah. And I got the ending with the mansion. So I was kind of like, huh, they're not going to show like how they got Cleopatra to look that way. Or because yeah. Hercules wasn't even shown at the end. He got stabbed and just like crawled away. Yeah that I saw so it could have been maybe too grotesque and then also you have you know quote unquote the normal people being brutalized people probably yeah. were like no nah, I'm not feeling that yeah of course because it came just before the Hayes Code um which was obviously when the Hollywood censorship boards were kind of cutting down on stuff that they found too horrific or you know um too would influence an audience in a bad way mm-hmm. um but this film was heavily censored. Um, and I guess that, you know, the the reason with the two, the two endings. And it's really funny because obviously we hear a lot about stuff like when The Exorcist came out, people were freaking out. And this film, when it was screened, had the same effect. Apparently someone suffered a miscarriage. And wow. Yeah, people were oh, fainting wow. and, you know, threatening to sue uh, the studio, MGM. Um yeah it's just it's really funny how much this film created this massive um furore around it I guess um which is interesting because looking back now it's it's not that bad like oh no compared to Evil Dead Rise no (laughs) I always wonder like what would happen (laughs) you know if you took a film like Evil Dead Rise and somehow transplanted it back in time what would people think about it Oh, Lord. <laughs> like Jason and Freddie and all that yeah. Michael like, oh god 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it had this massive controversy around it, which is like, even for myself, so this was my first time watching it as well. But I'd heard so much about it and it was like one of the most controversial films of all time and blah, blah. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, it's like a cakewalk almost. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so do you think that Freaks has influenced any horror films of later years after the 30s? Um, there's one in particular, a Rob Zombie movie. I cannot remember the name of it. Oh, goodness. But it kind of has like this type of carnival type of tone with it. 31, is it? Um, There's so many. Like all his movies kind of like blend together to me. (laughs) I feel like if you saw one, you saw them all. Yeah. um, The one with the guy from uh, The Office who plays Dwight, I think. Oh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, it kind of vaguely reminds me of something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I could kind of get that. I obviously I saw a little bit of um you know American Horror Story freak show oh yeah yeah like that is definitely definitely heavily heavily influenced if not part of the freaks universe definitely um would you recommend freaks to horror fans absolutely yeah I went into it thinking oh it's gonna be like an old-timey you know not that great kind of movie just my bias because I'm so used to like slashers and grotesque yeah. body horror but it was kind of like like I said a karmic tale to me like a tales from the crypt episode which I love and if people are into that I would definitely recommend it yeah I definitely recommend it just for like I'm really into like horror history and like knowing your backstory about horror and especially films from the 30s that were like almost lost or Mm -hmm. you know I just think it really um adds so much to the conversation of horror uh, when we go back to the 30s and look at films like this um so yeah I think I definitely would definitely would recommend it um yeah would so out of the two films which one would you recommend over the other oh freaks definitely yeah. <laughs> freaks is a really good movie yeah I think I would I would be the same like as much as Texas Chainsaw is okay it's mm-hmm. definitely one that like you're not missing out on anything <laughs> oh no I think the best one is the Jessica Beale one like I can rewatch that one because it just magnifies the horror of her situation like your friends are dying yeah. a guy in a chainsaw is chasing after you you're isolated everybody you meet is a family member out to get you and bring you back to Leatherface yeah. like that that one's really good 3D is just like okay Texas Chainsaw 3D there's a 3D scene where he throws a chainsaw like that was probably the core of why they made that movie yeah definitely that seems like literally the only reason it was made um I haven't watched the Jessica Biel one in such a long time um that I I can't even remember what happened in it so that's definitely on my rewatch list I think um but yeah no definitely I think it would be freaks that I'd recommend for this um so before we go is there any sort of carnival aspect of horror films that you would like to see in future horror films do you think anything more can be done with a carnival setting that hasn't already been done Hmm. I'm not sure if it's been done but like a house of horrors type kind of like house of wax but not exactly that concept where people are like kidnapped and made into 
like a snake lady or yeah. you know, things like that. I think that'd be like a body whore type where yeah. they don't shy away from the process of showing you. Because I remember growing up and it's like, oh, look at the snake lady. And I was terrified to look at her because I was like, yeah. I don't think it's real. But what if it is? <laughs> like, what if a woman has like a snake body? And then I finally saw her and it's like, that's like, come on, like, that is not real. <laughs> but what if they could in a movie make that look real? Yeah, that would be really interesting. Um, especially because I guess like, you know, I've been to a few like oddities museum and I'm like, they're so weird and uncanny that I'd love to see that on on film um for me personally I'd really like to see a really scary clown film like we were saying I'm terrified of like real clowns Mm -hmm. but I find that horror clowns haven't quite even though I love the the concept of it I find that a lot of horror clowns haven't quite hit the nail on the head for me so I'd really like just a really scary circus set clown horror mm. the like, first it movie gave me nightmares and I'm not the kind of person that like feels that way after the fact but I kept like seeing red dust I thought at night yeah. when I would go to bed and it's like I didn't think this movie was gonna shake me the way it did because I saw like the first one with uh, Tim Curry and I was like oh yeah. kind of like kind of horror comedy in a way so I didn't think the remake was gonna hit like that and yeah oof. yeah see I the other way around I think Tim Curry's it uh, he's Pennywise is a lot scarier than hmm. Skarsgård one. I think the Skarsgård one for me was very heavy on the CGI, so oh. it didn't quite have the same effect for me. But yeah, I just I just want a downright really scary clown horror that like will just scar me for life. I guess that's like isn't that <laughs> like a horrors fan? You know what do they call it? Like a, a white whale that so you're always mm-hmm. looking for that thing that's really gonna scar you for life. <laughs> Oh, anything with spiders, like in horror oh, yeah? games and movies. Um, I was just playing Dead Island 2 before I got here. And there's like a giant spider prop in the background of this boss fight. And my character was crouched under a desk while my friend played that because I yeah. couldn't even look at it. So oh. a horror movie with spiders, like oh, like a person kind of turning into a spider or having yeah. eight eyes. I, I don't think I would make it. <laughs> really oh, okay no I don't have a thing about spiders at all so oh. I'm like eh. um okay <laughs> thank you so much for for talking about films with uh carnivals in them um before we go I was asked my guess what is your favorite horror film oh the ring the American version 2002 um I saw it for <laughs> my birthday years ago and it just yeah stuck with me like actually I rewatched it recently and when I came home one of my TVs turned on by itself and there was a blue light because I have like an LED light strip yeah, and I yeah. was like this isn't happening is it oh <laughs> like, and then your phone rings <laughs> oh god but that concept always terrified me because I I always tell people I would watch the tape I would yeah and I yeah. I would make people watch it so I don't die and I probably <laughs> wouldn't really feel that bad but, but things like that I love you know the whole concept of oh here's a tape and if you watch it you die it's like sign me up (laughs) yeah that I have to say like it is one of the better remakes of a Japanese film Mm -hmm. um I will say I I, funny enough like you saying you saw a birthday I watched it for the first time on one of my birthdays as well I must have been about 16 (laughs) and I made my family watch it with me um (laughs) and yeah I thought it was 
it was really like effective and then the phone like my phone started ringing it was just oh, me nan to wish me happy birthday and I was like thanks <laughs> I've just shit myself but thanks yeah seeing it as a kid and being like just scared but then as an adult kind of like understanding more of the lore and the story instead yeah. of just oh my god she's coming out the tv being scared of that like yeah. it, like re-watching it as an adult it's like oh wow this really like hits like it permeates yeah. a little bit more yeah definitely um so where can people find you on social media um at Brittacular three r's everywhere twitter youtube i'm not really on tiktok um instagram um twitch uh gaming and just horror movie and horror talk in general is what i do yeah and i'm just gonna ask you because you're a gamer but what horror game would you recommend like what is your favorite um, I bully everybody that I know into playing at least one Resident Evil game. Um, okay. Right now, I'm replaying before remake, and I would highly recommend that one. Right. Okay. So I definitely have to do that. If perhaps if I'm looking to be traumatized, perhaps I should just be playing video games. <laughs> oh yeah, those games. It's like why? <laughs> like why did you put this in here to attack and kill me? And then I have to look at it and because there's a spider-like enemy in the four remake and yeah. the way it. The way it sounds when it's chasing you, it's like I'm hiding my face with a controller and I'm screaming and I'm shooting. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely going to take that into... <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely give give Resident Evil a go um, once I can wrestle the PlayStation from my son. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm team Xbox, so... <laughs> oh, I, okay, no, we're, we're PlayStation, <laughs> but my son's really into, like, uh, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro... Um, the Sonic and the Lego games so he's very much into those kind of quite old Aww. school games yeah <laughs> bless him um thank you so much for coming on oh thank you so much for having me it's been the highlight of my month <laughs> yay <laughs> so that was my chat there with Brittacular about carnivals and horror and we chatted about Texas Chainsaw 3D from 2013 as well as 1932's Freaks so let me know, what did you think of this week's episode? Um, is there any other films that have carnivals in them that you can think of that are good? Um, let us know on X. It feels really weird saying X now. Like, it's just, it's Twitter. It is Twitter. Um, at what a scream. No, it's not even. It's at what underscore scream. My Instagram is what a scream. And you can also find me now on Blue Sky under what a scream as well and don't forget to rate review subscribe on whatever podcast you are listening to us on we are now on amazon music as well so check us out there and don't forget to stay horrific goodbye